0: Books and Arts Book Review Egyptian Fiction A General in His Labyrinth The Republic of False Truths by Ala al-Aswani In the Yacoubian Building, 2002, Ala al-Aswani portrayed the corruption and discontent of Hosni Mubarak's Egypt through the stories of one building's denizens, a petty schemer, a gay writer, a Norman son. Illuminating and evocative, the book sold over one million copies and was adapted for the screen. Mr Aswani's new novel, The Republic of False Truths, again uses an ensemble of characters to capture his country's contradictions and injustices. This time, the story is set around the revolution of 2011, when, sick of Mubarak's thirty-year rule, hundreds of thousands of Egyptians gathered in Cairo's Tahrir Square. The cast includes young idealists, disgruntled factory workers, and others determined to stop the uprising. Some are simply caught in the middle. The result is an engaging, provocative, and ultimately frustrating tour of the revolution, from its gestation to its bloody aftermath. Banned in Egypt and other Arab countries, the book opens with General Ahmad Alwani, a God fearing Muslim who watches pornography, tortures suspects, and is thoroughly corrupt. Most of this, he naturally believes, is justified by Islam. Just ask Sheikh Shamel, a preacher trained in Saudi Arabia. He is said to have taken the virginity of 23 young girls, all in compliance with holy law writes Mr. Aswani, whose dry tone accentuates the absurdity. Pious and patriotic, at least in their own minds, the pair and their allies resist the revolution, or, as they see it, the foreign conspiracy funded by America and Israel. On the other side are the likes of Asma Zanati, a teacher who can't believe her colleagues turn away students too poor to pay. Her beloved Masson, a workers' representative, says the problem is not the teachers but the whole rotten system. Their letters span the revolution, taking in both the false dawn when Mubarak stepped down and the security force's massacre of protesters. Many Egyptians, egged on by the old regime, blamed the revolutionaries for stirring up chaos. Asma gets the last depressing word. The majority of Egyptians are happy to be oppressed, they consent to corruption and have become a part of it. If this novel ever has a sequel, the author himself might be a character. He supported the uprising against Mubarak and has been sued for insulting Egypt's current strongman, Abdul Fatar al Sisi, and probably an inspiration for General Alwani. But in between, Mr Aswami praised Mr Sisi, then a general, for toppling Egypt's first democratically elected president. Mohamed Morsi of the Muslim Brotherhood. As others have, Mr. Aswani hints that, before its election victory, the Islamist group had colluded with the army. Many Egyptians think Morsi then tried to entrench the Brotherhood in power. Mr. Sisi's coup against him was quite popular. But Egypt is now back where it started, with a Mubarak-like figure in charge— might Egyptians have found more legitimate ways to counter Morsi and hang on to democracy? Thousands did take to the streets to protest against him, a movement itself backed by the army and Gulf dictators who hoped democracy would fail. Morsi did not budge. To lots of Egyptians, a coup may have seemed the only option. Perhaps that sequel should be called The Republic of False Choices."